So hello everybody, welcome to the podcast, The Clueless Doctor, and I am your host as always, Sankova Chakma, back with another episode after a very long time. So the topic for this episode is apoptosis. So the spelling is A-P-O-P-T-O-T-O-S-I-S-I-S, but the second P is absent. So we don't pronounce it apoptosis, but apoptosis. So what is apoptosis? Apoptosis is a kind of programmed cell death, and because there are also other kinds of programmed cell death. So like um, initially it was thought that, you know, apoptosis is the only kind of, is the only programmed cell death. That is not the case. So so necrosis, which, which is the process in which uh, cells die due to external factors like some, some bacteria and, and, and it is followed by a lot of inflammation. So even necrosis can actually be programmed in certain instances. In fact, there are common pathways between them, apoptosis and necrosis, some common intermediates, mediators. And um, there's also something in like between necrosis and apoptosis, which has been given the term necroptosis. But these, but necroptosis as a process is very difficult to simulate uh, under experimental conditions. Only when something goes wrong with apoptosis, then necroptosis might happen. So, so what are the cells? I mean, when does apoptosis occur? So this occurs, you know, when when cells become defective and for the better good of the body, for of the of the other cells, they decide to kill themselves. So this can this can happen when say cells accumulate a lot of DNA damage, damaged DNA, or maybe in response to some other drugs like like chemotherapeutic drugs or some or, or even some other stress like heat stress and other hormones like glucocorticoids. So in these instances, the cells become defective, and if they are allowed, <coughs> if they are allowed to continue, so that can actually be bad for the body. So the cells they understand that and they kill themselves in a very sort of a very um, organized manner without much fuss, and this process is called apoptosis. So there are actually two pathways of uh, there are, well, usually it is held that there are two pathways, but as I will mention, there is also another pathway which is kind of different from the other two. <coughs> Sorry. So the, the, the two main pathways which are usually talked about are the intrinsic and the extrinsic pathway. And as, as the names suggest, intrinsic means the, the process apoptosis begins from, from within the cell and extrinsic means the process you know, begins from outside the cell. And there's a third type of apoptosis, third pathway of apoptosis, which happens in cytotoxic T lymphocytes. So lymphocytes, T lymphocytes are those immune cells which will actually kill the defective, infected, and the other, you know, bad cells in the body. So, so they can also, you know, cause apoptosis. But the way they do that is very unique. So I'll talk about that in detail later. But first of all, then let me talk about the intrinsic pathway. So, as I mentioned, in the intrinsic pathway, the initial, you know, stimulation starts, initial step starts from within the cell. So, particularly, this happens particularly in the mitochondria. So, due to some, you know, all, due to some stimuli, you know, maybe the cell became defective. So, so there are some initial triggers which will change the mitochondria. It, it will make the mitochondria much more porous and it, it, it will probably, like, you know, increase the 
permeability of the mitochondrial membrane and cause some you know changes in the mitochondria as a result of which the substances inside the mitochondria um, cytochrome c can come out into the cytosol cytochrome c um, otherwise you know you know takes part in in the electron transport chain and which which is which is the process responsible for you know um atp generation inside the cell so cytochrome c comes out of the of, of these from the cyto from the mitochondria into the cytosol and then it will bind to uh, another protein called apf1 and then this cytochrome c plus apf1 complex this will initiate some some hormones some enzymes called caspases so caspases are common to both to both the intrinsic and the extrinsic pathway and what they do what they are is that they are so they are these enzymes which can break down proteins fats and even even dna stuff you know nucleic nucleic acids so they kind of and, and these, these are the things which the cell is made and made up of so these caspases they will just break down all the other components of the cell but there are two kinds of caspases so the initial caspase which is which is activated that it, those are called the initiator caspases so their process is to just kind of what um, send the signal to the to the further caspases which do which do all that you know that degrading part of the of the various proteins and the fats so those caspases are called effector or executioner caspases because they execute the ultimate you know uh, outcome so the so the initiator caspase which is activated by this intrinsic pathway by the interaction of cytochrome c and apf1 is caspase if i'm not mistaken caspase 8 or caspase 9 oh god damn i'm confused now so it is either caspase 8 or caspase 9 so then caspase then then this initiator caspase will activate those executioner caspases and caspase 3 is is usually thought to be the most um active executioner caspase so yeah but um but but while this is all happening so there are also other um steps that can take place for example there are some um besides the cytochrome c there are some other substances like smacks so i'm, I'm not really sure what the full form of smack is it is s-m-a-a-c so SMACs, they also come out along with cytochrome C from the mitochondria and they actually inhibit some other proteins in the cytosol because there are these, you know, proteins which are like, they don't want apoptosis to happen. These are anti-apoptotic. For example, these are the um, SMAC will bind to, I guess, um, inhibitors of apoptotic proteins, IAPs. But IAPs. And also the other thing which this intrinsic pathway does is that it will actually um, it will actually block some the other anti-apoptotic proteins like BCL2. So BCL2, you know, how do I explain this? I mean, so for apoptosis to occur, you know, it's, it's not just that the initial stimuli must be there, the cell becomes defective, but there are also two, there, there is a balance of some apoptotic and pro anti-apoptotic and pro-apoptotic factors inside the cell. So there is a constant like a tug of war between these two factors. The anti-apoptotic factors, they don't want apoptosis to occur. And the pro-apoptotic factors, they want apoptosis to occur. So usually, you know, the cells, they shouldn't die. So initially it is the anti-apoptotic factors which, you know, hold, hold their ground. 
and these are the BCL2 family. So the BCL2 family is anti-apoptotic, and the pro-apoptotic factors are the BACs and BID, BAC. So these are the pro-apoptotic. So for apoptosis to occur for both intrinsic and extrinsic, the the sh the balance needs to shift um, towards the pro-apoptotic factors. That is BACs and BID, BID and BAC. So that happens by during the intrinsic pathway, <coughs> and so. As I said, the end product is the, you know, the caspases, they get activated and so they degrade the different components of the cell. So that's the intrinsic pathway in very short, actually. I mean, I think there are other um, various details, various um, molecular mechanisms, but, you know, just overall, that is it. So what about the extrinsic pathway? So as the, as the name suggests, this in this pathway, the signals come from the outside, outside of the cell. And how so? So I'm not really sure, but this can happen, say, when, when there are some kinds of infections or the other cells, they can kind of sense, you know, you know, that this cell is defective and we need to kill this cell. So, so, so there are some substances, there are some ligands which bind to certain receptors on the cell membrane of the cells, which will become you know, which will undergo apoptosis. These receptors are called death receptors, very aptly named because when the when their ligands bind to them, so this will lead to apoptosis. <coughs> and so, what are those you know ligands which will bind to these receptors? By the way, the, all these receptors, death receptors, they belong to the TNF tumor necrosis factor family. So the, there is the there is one of them is TNF receptor one, TNFR one, and the other is I guess, um, I'm not sure, maybe TNF alpha receptor or something. So the ligands which bind to them, they are the fast ligand and um, <coughs> the receptor to which, you know, fast ligand binds is called FAS or CD95. And there's the other ligand which binds, uh, what is that? Um, I don't remember that. Maybe it's, maybe it is TNF alpha or something. So that, that also binds to its TNF uh, receptor. Then there's also another um, another um, component which is not usually mentioned. It, it is called the trail, TNF alpha, TNF receptor alpha induced ligand or something. So trail will bind to its death receptor, which I guess is also a type of you know, is also a member of the TNF family. So. So these receptors, they have been named that receptor 4 and that receptor 5. And then the, I think there are other, I suppose, pathways as well, because the endoplasmic reticulum is also involved. And um, yeah, that's, that's all that I can remember. So yeah, so let's say, you know, uh, extrinsic pathway. So the, so the ligands, they have, they have bound to their death receptors. And the next step that happens is that, so the death receptors, you know, since they are present on the cell membrane, they have a part which sticks out of the cell membrane to which the, to which the ligands bind. And there is, of course, the middle part that spans the cell membrane. And there's the intracellular part. So the intracellular part undergoes some changes, you know. So it becomes a bit more activated and then it will, um, it will, you know, it, it will bind to other factors, I think. So, yes, I forgot what, what other factors it binds to, but it, but it leads to the formation of DISC. DISC is called death-inducing death signaling cascade, DISC. 
Yeah, so this happens I suppose when there are two proteins called FAD. FAD is present on the intracellular portion of the you know fast fast receptor CD95 and there's another one called TRAD. TRAD TRAD, TRAD is present on the I guess the intracellular portions of the dead receptors 4 and 5 to which the trail trail binds. So all these all these factors they come together and they form a complex which is called the death inducing signaling cascade disc and then that disc will actually initiate the will stimulate the the initiator caspase. I'm not I'm not sure again if, if it is if it is caspase nine or eight, but it is one of them and is different from that of intrinsic pathway. So then the the following steps are kind of the subsequent steps are same as for intrinsic pathways. So the caspases they get activated and then they degrade all the products of the all the components of the cell. So that's so those are the two pathways in short, the extrinsic and intrinsic pathway. But there's another pathway, like I mentioned, the third pathway, and this is seen in cytotoxic T lymphocytes. So they actually don't bind to these receptors on the outside, death receptors, or you know, or they don't really cause the mitochondria to leak. What they do is that these T lymphocytes, cytotoxic T lymphocytes, they have some special enzymes present on them, and so they release their contents of these enzymes. These are called granzymes. So they release all these granzymes out, and these enzymes, you know, they would they have some special substances that I guess called perforins, perforins, which will form pores in the cell membrane of the of the cells, and then and then that will lead to apoptosis. So I'm not sure if this is if this also leads to caspase activation because there are some pathways of apoptosis which are caspase independent, so they don't require the action of caspases. So that's the third type of third pathway of apoptosis. So th those are the different pathways of apoptosis, how apoptosis can occur. Now, now let me talk about how, about the different stages of apoptosis. So while, you know, there's, there's not such like, I, I guess, a very strict, you know, staging of the apoptotic process, but it has been seen that under the microscope, as light, light and electron microscopy, we see some changes in cells undergoing apoptosis. So first of all, uh, you know, as you can imagine, all the components of the cells are getting degraded. So the cells, it shrink. The cells shrink and their nuclear material also becomes smaller. And um, so, and, and eventually, you know, like um, the, cell, the cell membrane will just kind of blab. That's the word, that's the technical term, cell membrane blabbing. And this, and the apoptotic cell, it will break down into different apoptotic bodies. These apoptotic bodies, they are actually phagocytosed by the by the other um, uh, other immune cells like neutrophils, macrophages, dendritic cells, and this happens in a in a way that doesn't cause inflammation. So for a long time, it was thought that the apoptotic bodies, which are formed uh, in the end of apoptosis, they are like the end of apoptosis and nothing that they're not as significant they're just some garbage bags but research is showing that that may not be the case in fact these apoptotic bodies they are they have a very they have very important functions because you know <coughs> these apoptotic bodies they will contain a lot of the cell debris so that debris contains 
um, a lot of nucleic acids, a lot of like the DNA of the uh, of the cell undergoing apoptosis that that just died, died, and also other substances. Although like um, um, experimentally, like we, we have the only consistent biomarker we have found in apoptotic bodies is phosphatidyl serine. I think so. Phosphatidyl, phosphatidyl serine is a is a part of the cell membrane which in the process of apoptosis gets flipped out you know so when that happens it is telling the like um the cell or the surroundings that you know i am just a norm i i, I am just a cell undergoing apoptosis so don't cause much fuss don't bring in the don't bring in inflammation so phosphatidylserine has been found in apoptotic bodies in apoptotic bodies <laughs> so so Okay, I got a little bit disturbed, sorry. So, the next, so, yeah, so those are the different stages. Of, okay, no, those those are not the different stages. I'm so sorry for getting distracted. There was a knock on my door. Okay. So, all right, apodotic bodies, yeah. So, apodotic bodies, you know, they have a lot of functions, you know. So, um, sometimes they also, like, many of these cells which undergo apoptosis which die they actually um they actually have this very very have this self antigens so normally you know the body shouldn't like what kill uh shouldn't have self antigens so the the, the body's immune system shouldn't kill its own cells so if 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 if, if cells express self antigens so those cells are usually they usually undergo apoptosis and these self antigens they, they get preserved in the apoptotic bodies and you know who, who, uh, the apoptotic bodies since they are like digested by the macrophages neutrophils so they can actually present those self antigens to the other to the other immune cells and those immune cells can actually come and kill those you know i don't know they, they just kind of take care of the self antigens and so, so in this case, it's good, you know. But there are some instances in which apoptotic bodies may actually be harmful. For example, they might carry some some mutations, DNA mutations in them, and then those mutations they can actually transfer to to the other cells, um, to to the other fibroblasts and other cells, and they can actually you know spread the cancer, the disease. <coughs> so that's why you know, like um, a lot of like research is going on how to like you know how to intervene and stop cancer and by the way um since i'm speaking about um cancer so so as i said right when when cells accumulate defective dna so they decide to undergo apoptosis and one of the main factors which decides that that this that this cell containing defective dna should undergo apoptosis is the is the factor p53 so p53 is a gene and his protein is also called p53 so this is a tumor suppressor protein or gene and what it does is that so it can actually sense when the cell has accumulated mutation cancerous dna so it will actually tell the tell the you know intrinsic pathway or or, or maybe even the extrinsic pathway to activate apoptosis so so a healthy functioning P53 makes sure that there are no defective cancerous cells. However, in cancer, you know, some things, somehow they can actually, like, you know, 
they can they can get past the P53, and so P53 doesn't work, and and this P53 this tumor suppressor gene has been observed in like its its alteration has been observed in 50% of cancers, as a, so. As a result, you know, we are trying, researchers are trying to come up with some drugs which can activate the P53 in cancers. And, you know, some of those drugs, they, they are in clinical trials now. So maybe in, in the next coming years, you know, they might, be, be, they might be used, you know, alongside other chemotherapy drugs. And it, it, it has been seen that they actually work quite well in, in symphony or in... in, in <coughs> in synergy with the other chemotherapeutic drugs. So we have to really wait in the, in, the, in the next coming years. There might be some very exciting drugs. And also, you know, if, if we can actually say, in, in remember the trail, the trail component of the extrinsic pathways, so the, so the trail is a ligand which, which can bind to its death receptors four or five, and also lead apoptosis via the extrinsic pathway. So it has been seen that it's kind of easier to like, like tweak with this trail. So researchers have made some, 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 some trail-like trail sort of substances which can activate this pathway and cause apoptosis of the cancerous cells. So there's, there's a lot of research happening. And once again, these drugs are in clinical trials. So there's, there's all that. So yeah, so that's what happens, you know. So, so, so far, uh, in terms of the clinical implications of apoptosis, I've been just talking about what happens when apoptosis does not take place, when the cells which should die through apoptosis do not die. Apoptosis doesn't occur. But what about the, what about the reverse? What about the opposite problem? What happens when there is too much of apoptosis happening, that the cells die? And this kind of situation can is seen in HIV. So in AIDS, acquired immunodeficiency syndrome caused by the HIV virus, which we are all aware of. So that virus actually causes excessive apoptosis of, of the lymphocytes, of the, of the immune cells, as a result of which the immune cells, they just die. And that's why in AIDS, the patients, they have very low numbers of immune cells, <coughs> all right? So that, that's what happens in AIDS. So, and, and also, it, it also happens in, in, in um, too much of apoptosis is also a part of the pathophysiology of diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. So, again here, there's too much of apoptosis happening when it shouldn't happen, as a result of which the necessary proteins, they are getting degraded and the cells are dying. So that's another, you know, that's, that's another situation. So I think, more or less, that's apoptosis, yeah. And um, I, I'm pretty sure I missed out on, on a lot of points, but um, that is it, I guess, you know. And, and I think I, 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 talked in, I talked a bit fast because I think I had to cover things very fast, you know. It's, it's a very long topic, and I, I, read to, I, I read like two or three long articles to make this, post, to make this episode. So I hope you got something from it. And I was watching some YouTube videos actually. So those YouTube videos, they are, they 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 talked about apoptosis f from a very exam-oriented manner, like um, like what what you need to know for your exams to pass and to crack some competitive exams. But you know, like 
there, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening about apoptosis, and certainly the the fact that apoptosis is, is not the only kind of programmed cell that even necrosis can happen in a, in a programmed manner sometimes. That's a very um, wow. That, that's a very um, it's um, new development. So YouTubers don't normally talk talk about that. So I think I did cover some interesting things about apodosis in this episode. Hope you liked it. Hope this episode was helpful to you. And thank you for listening if you have come this far. And I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.